Games podcast. I am your host Cody Tuchik, alongside my best friend Sam Suvek. Sam, how is it going? It's it's going good. Uh, you you nailed that intro this time because you said everybody. I think that was what was missing, and that's like your magic uh, word. You got it now. You've yeah. been sounding great. How's your week been, Sam? Oh, it's been sucky. It's been horrible. Mm. Um, it's been really really stressful, and I'm exhausted. And um. You and I both are probably going to be yawning a lot during this oh, episode, yeah. and we apologize in advance, but it's just like all that stress gets to you, and then you just oh, you're yeah. so tired. You can't help it. And it's not that yeah. we're not excited to be here, because we are. Uh, it's just physical Yeah, because we got exhaustion. some great stuff to talk about. We do. We got some video games. We got some news. We got uh, Connect, which is like a direct, which is like a state of play, which is like a... <laughs> <laughs> Which like I was like I wonder how Xbox feels about this because they had Connect spelled differently yeah. previously, so I don't know. It's just it's just a tangled web of video game services. We do have a direct actually. We have a Pokemon direct. I just realized that we did have a direct. That. Man, um, so much. So, but first, we got a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, we have our Geek Heart Pride shirt is up in the store. You can find it at geekheartgames.com/shirts. Um, and up on our YouTube channel, which is at geekcartgames.com slash YouTube, you can find a new video from me talking about the new season of Opulence in Destiny in the Menagerie, which I'll talk a little bit more about later. Sam, what's up? A lot of times when someone says something and they're talking real fast, they're like, a new blah, blah, blah. It kind of comes out as nude, blah, blah, blah. So it's almost oh. like a nude video. And it's like, nope, that's not it. It's just I new. Mean, you never know. Maybe I recorded hey, that in the nude. It was audio only. We don't know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, go check that out. Give us a like and a subscribe there. But Sam, we're a video game podcast. I think it's time to talk about some video games. So why don't you hit me with what you've been playing lately? All right. We are kicking things off with my pride pick of the week. FYI, that's what I'm calling it now because you know I like alliteration. Okay. <clears throat> so this week I played a game called The Red Strings Club. I got this on Switch. It was on sale on Switch Ooh. right before like I was planning to get it. So I was like, it was so handy. Um, it's like it was meant to be. This is so it's kind of a kind of a visual novel style game, but with adventure game elements, kind of. Um, you may know I don't care for adventure games, so we'll get to that part. But overall, I had a good time with it. It's a cyberpunk mystery kind of story and the basis is there's this guy donovan who is the bartender at the red strings club bar and like as you find out he's like there's something weird going on like he's not able to leave the bar and also he has the ability to mix drinks to influence people's personalities to make them feel certain ways so mm. as he's talking to people, he can like mix them a certain drink to appeal to their pride or to their anxiety to get them in the right mood set for whatever types of questions he wants to ask. Um, he's an information broker. Um, and so he and his partner... All right, so this, this guy's name, I'm going to call him Brandies. I don't know how to say it because it's B-R-A-N-D-E-I-S. So it's just like... I don't know. Don't, yeah, so it's just him, okay? So, um, and like for most of the game, like I didn't really understand if they were just like um, business partners or if they were kind of a relationship as well because they were like flirty, you know? And I'd heard that 
the reason I picked this game was that um, Donovan was supposed to be like a bisexual character. I was like, okay. Um, because he's pretty flirty with everybody. Um, but eventually, I think it turns out, I believe they were in a relationship. Um, but they're information brokers. So they're like dealing with stuff. Um, so there's this company, the evil organization, right, called Supercontinent Limited. And you find out that they kind of have this plan to not really take over the world with mind control, but kind of that, um, they have it like, they want to just make the world a better place. Um, and there's this, I was going to write down who it is. There's like this rebel group who I think is like, I don't think it's Proxima because I think that's from future grind, but I think it's Proximus or something like that. Anyway, we'll just call them the rebel group. Um, so you start off playing as Donovan, but then like this android comes into the bar and is like dying and it's like, oh. And so Brandy's uses his cybernetic enhancement to like hack into her and figure out what's going on. And then you get like kind of a flashback and then you go back and you're playing as this android. And she's in this facility where people come in and she gives them cybernetic enhancements to help them make their lives better. And it's enhancements like someone's concerned that they don't, have enough social media followers. So this is an enhancement to help them get social media followers, right? And then like they come back later because they're like, they have more followers, but they're unsatisfied about something else. And so you're doing that and it's kind of like puzzly because you have to figure out what they need and give them the correct enhancement. Mm -hmm. But then it's a pain in the fucking ass, Cody, because you have to build these enhancements before you can stick them in there. And it's got a... Oh, fuck. I don't remember what it's called. What's like a, it's like a pottery wheel, you know? Um, so okay, like yeah. you have a thing and so you have to spin it and then you have to get these tools and like craft kind of like a vase-like shape, but like with different shapes out of it. It's real weird. And the controls are not very good. I, I had this problem with this part and then also with mixing drinks. Like I just feel like the cursor would like jump around the screen kind of randomly. It was hard to control. I didn't care for it. Um... So that wasn't as fun. So then this Proximus, whatever, comes in, like, hacks the facility. And so you start putting bad cybernetic uh, enhancements in people. And then they catch on to you and kill the lady that was there. And so this android, her name's Akara, <clears throat> she escaped the facility. And she came to Donovan because, like, that's what this lady had told her about. So that's how hmm. the setup, right? And so you're finding out that Akara knows what was going on and they've got this. So people who have the enhancements, they're kind of already getting a little bit of mind control because it's, you know, making mm. them be a different way than what they were. Right. And yeah. so they've just got this plan to kind of, you know, make things better and make everyone feel better and be happy and nice, you know, like get rid of sadness. Um, and then the weird thing, they're not, like, telling people that they're doing it, though. They'd be doing it without people's permission. And then they have this way that they're going to get the same effect to transfer to people who are not using their cybernetic enhancements. Um, and they kind of explain some stuff in the game that I found very interesting. Um, because it was talking about how if, if I see somebody eating a candy bar then like I'll start salivating because like, oh yeah, candy bar. I want a candy bar too, right? Um, and like if a monkey sees someone, oh my God, the train's back. Uh, if a monkey sees someone eating the candy bar, they'll salivate because like they want the candy bar. Now, if 
I see somebody who's not eating a candy bar, but they're pretending to eat the candy bar and they're like, mm, this is so good. And like having like, like all start to salivate just because I appreciate the drama of it. Like my body will react to it that way. But like a monkey won't do that because it like knows better or something. Um, and so that's how they're going to get this stuff to transfer to people who do not have the cybernetic enhancements. It was weird, but it was interesting. And it makes you just think about how, um, not perceptive, but I guess receptive we are to stimulus. Like every time I fucking see somebody eating food on TV or a movie, I'm like, oh my God, I need to eat that kind of food right now. So, I mean, I can kind of see that part of it. Anyway, so you go on, you find out more about it. There's this kind of, like, it kind of fucked with me emotionally because you get to this part where Donovan is talking to Akara and she's like, or he's like, somehow she has some programming. So like, if it came down to it and like, she could take control of this and influence like what happened to the masses, like she would be like a fail safe. And so she was asking Donovan, like, what should I do in that situation? And so she starts naming certain things, like, should I, should I turn off depression for people? Should I let people suicide? And, like, you have to answer, like, yes or no. Like, turn this off or let people make the decision for themselves. And, like, and then it gets into, like, some more serious ones where it's like, okay, do you want me to make rape never happen? Do you want me to make murder never happen? And like, all the while I've been answering like, no, don't do any of this. Let people have their freedom. And then like, we get to that and I'm like, oh God, like this like makes it a whole different kind of thing to think about. Like, what if I could stop murder from happening like ever again, you know? And it's like, I kind of feel like that would be a good thing, you know? But then yeah. you're taking away free will. And like, that's just like the little pebble that starts the boulder rolling down the hill of like, you've got good intentions and then it like steamrolls into something else. And so it was just like, it really makes you like think about stuff. And then like, if you answer yes to her for any of the stuff that you want her to, to turn off at the end, she's like, well, that's kind of hypocritical of you, isn't it? Cause you don't want this to happen at all, but now you told me to turn this off. And I'm just like, oh, geez. So like, it really messes with your mind a little bit. Um, and then you eventually get to the end and it was real good. Like, I'm not going to say what happens, but like, there is this one part, like right at the end where it's like, oh, you can do this thing or just keep doing what you're doing. And it's pretty obvious that if you keep doing what you're doing, like, that's the good thing. And like, that's how you're going to get through this. But like, just that little level of curiosity, you're like, okay, but I really want to see what happens if I do this. And I did that. And it was it was bad, Cody. I didn't. I thought I was like going to be in a stalemate and not be able to finish the game, but I eventually mm. got through it. Um, I don't know that there's a good ending to this game though. And at the end, you have to make a decision about something to tell somebody, and it was like, oh, it's a tough one too. So while I didn't enjoy all of the gameplay, I really liked the story and I liked the level of thinking that it made me do and like the way it made me, it made me uncomfortable a lot of the time. And I thought it was yeah. really cool that it did that. Um, so yeah. And cause I, you do, you do find out that Donovan and Brandy's are, they love each other and it's very sweet. Um, so that was, that was cute. Uh, it made it, that's 
that's why I picked it for Pride, but then it turned out to be like just a really cool game in general. So yeah. I would I would definitely recommend it. Um, and also I just like that um, you know the the sexuality wasn't the focus of the mm-hmm. game. It's just like a lot of visual novels and stuff. They're telling a story that's highly tied into that. But you know the ultimate goal of everything I think is to just normalize it and just have it be here. Like yeah, these are two people and this is who they are and yeah. it's a part of who they are. But it's not the main point of the story. So it's always cool to see stuff like that. So the Red Strings um, Club. Do you think that like Donovan is kind of like a self-aware NPC? Like he knows like he, he can't leave the bar? But like Because the second you were like, he's like, for some reason he can't leave the bar. And then he asks no, everybies no. questions and I'm so, like, oh, no, he's like an like, NPC. It's like, it's like they hint at there's this supernatural thing going on because he knows he can't leave the bar. Like he... Like, knows that there's this weird stuff about him, but, like, we don't know the full details of it. But it's, like, clear there's, like, some type of backstory there that's very interesting, but they just chose yeah. not to tell us all about it yet. Red, so. Red Strings Club 2. Yeah. Definitely could be. So, there's, I mean, it's, there's there's room for stuff to happen. So, okay. but, yeah. Yeah, very good. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. There's one thing I wanted to mention as a small addendum to my Pride Pick of the Week. Um... I, I tried this other game called The Outer Wilds, which first don't confuse that with The Outer Worlds, because yeah. I was doing that. And I went to it, I was like, this isn't what I expected. And then I'm like, oh yeah, it's not that game. Um, this is an exploration game, and it's very freeform. You just kind of go and like find stuff out on your own. I'm not big on that kind of game. Also, I was horrible at flying the ship and horrible with my jetpacks, so I didn't last long in this game. But the cool thing about it, you're playing as one of these aliens, and the whole alien race um, is non-binary, and so they all use they for their pronouns. And I just thought that was really cool to just have that in there and just have a nice non-binary representation as well. So I just wanted to mention it. Also, people love this game. Like I'm hearing like nothing but good things about yeah. it. It just wasn't for me because it's not my type of game. But it was it's pretty cool. And it has some good mystery. I played enough to like see some of the mystery. And so it's there's definitely doing stuff there. So you should check it out. But yeah. Looks good. Yeah. Um I did really quick just want to mention uh I think I've come to the decision, um, and actually I've done it. Uh I have deleted. Marvel Strike Force off my phone. Whoa, um, whoa, that's out of left field. Uh, was it becoming a problem? No, it was just kind of, they started doing some very like shady stuff, like just like, because right now they're doing a big push, it's like this like X-Men stuff, because Dark Phoenix, the movie's coming out, and like, there was a lot of like, just Ava's back there just jumping she around. Was, she was thinking about clawing that chair a little bit before she jumped up. Uh, we have a we have a little situation um, we're dealing with. Um They just they like They're not treating their fan base right from what I'm reading, and like I don't want to invest time in a game where like by the time I get to the end, it's just like no one wants to play this game because mm-hmm. they were treated so badly. Yeah. And so like after a couple of days of like thinking going at us, kind of like you know, like this has been fun, but maybe I need to find another mobile game. So I've deleted it off my phone, and uh, you know, I spent six dollars on the game, and you know, I had my fun with it. That's all that matters. You had well worth six dollars worth of fun. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. Sam, tell me about Void Bastards. Okay, I'm so sorry. 
Mm, big yawn. After you take a quick nap. That was like the longest yawn in history. Okay, so Void Bastards, it's on Game Pass. Forgot to mention The Outer Wilds is also on Game Pass. So good stuff coming to Game Pass these days. Um, Void Bastards is a kind of roguelike. You're... I don't even know how to explain it. So you're, you're a prisoner and you're on this ship and it sends you out to go check out other ships to basically loot for supplies. That's really what you're doing. Um, like when I started, my main mission was I need to make a new citizen card. And to do that, I needed to get a line printer and then like this card template or something. So I only had to get two items, but like they're way kind of across the solar system. So you have to go through and stop at all these other ships on your way to get there. Um, as you go, you get different supplies. Um, you get different weapons. It's... It's cool because it's like a, I guess it's the cell shading type of artwork. So it looks like a comic book and some of like, when you die, it like has like little storybook panels, like showing like your backpack, getting jettisoned back to the ship. Uh, Cause when you die, you get just a new prisoner to play as. So mm. everything that you've crafted uh, remains with, with you. Cause it's on the ship. So you keep it. Uh, but like your food and your fuel is gone and you have to start over. And each character has different uh, perks or, um, nerfs, I guess, that affect your gameplay. So, and like as you're going, so different ships will have different stuff on them. Like some ships will have a like DNA manipulator. And so you can like get different traits added. Or if you have a bad trait, sometimes you can get it removed. Um, so there's mm -hmm. fun stuff like that where you can kind of customize your person. And then you're just kind of looting and getting supplies to build different stuff until you can accomplish your ultimate goal. Do you have a question? Am I wrong in thinking this is the game that kind of looks like old school Doom? Like going through the levels? Or am I crazy? Maybe I'm mixing this up with a different game. Well, I think you overestimate my familiarity with old style Doom. Um, but you it's a first person shooter type. So yeah. you're, you're just going through and it's these ships are kind of procedurally generated. And you mm -hmm. go through them and there'll be different types of enemies that you have to deal with. Um, so maybe yes... <laughs> I feel like when I saw the trailer for this, I was like, oh, this is like old school Doom. So yeah, yeah. Um, it's fun. It's like weirdly addictive. I feel like, because when you go through, like you can see like what types of enemies are going to be on the ship and you can see what kind of stuff you can loot. So if it's nothing that you really need and there's like a lot of bad enemies, uh, you don't have to get off on that ship and go scout. You can just go on to the next one as long as you have enough fuel. Um, but like you go and you're looting stuff and it kind of feels like, the beginning part of a battle royale because you're just like going around mm -hmm. trying to get all your loot. Yeah. Sometimes there's enemies there. Sometimes you just try to avoid them. Uh, it depends on on what they are. Um, some of them are fine. Some of them, you just, I you don't want to mess with them. Um, I just usually turn and run. I eventually got the kind of zapper electricity weapon so I can stun the bad ones and Ooh, then run away okay. um some of the like lesser enemies you can close the door behind you and lock it so they can't come through um and then it's so it's got like oil slicks sometimes so many a time i got into a situation where i'd walk through a door find this fucking turret there to get me and so i'd be like oh i gotta get out of here but then i'd slip on some oil and i'd be trying to get the door back open so i could get out but like if the doors like automatically close. So if you don't get through it and you back away too far, the door will close. And so I've got my 
slipping around on this fucking oil so I can't like make it through the door so I keep trying to open it and it keeps closing because I keep moving and then I keep getting shot by this turret and it's horrible oh my god that has happened so many times um and it's got fun humor too like there are these enemies that are like the juveniles and so they're like calling you a butthole and stuff and just like (laughs) it's funny they all make funny sounds and uh it's it's kind of got the fun sense of humor too, because like the computer on the main ship that talks to you, like makes it clear that you're expendable and doesn't care about you. Um, so it's, it's good fun. Um, it's a good gameplay loop. I haven't gotten through it. Like, I don't know if I get this citizen card made, if that's like, Hey, you've done it. Congratulations. Or if like something else comes up after that and looks like now you have to get this. Um, I was very close to getting it one time. I just needed to get this one item off the ship, but I was in a real bad state. I was like about to die. I was under attack. I was like, I just need to get off the ship. And so I left and then you can't go back to the same ship after you leave it. So then it was like the next instance of that item was like really far away down the solar systems. Then I had to keep going for a ways. Um, But yeah. I had a good time with it. And if you've got Game Pass, you should check it out. It's it's one of those that's just like addictive fun. So, but yeah, I like yeah. it. That was Void Bastards. Yeah. Why don't you round it off, Sam, and tell us a little bit about Little Friends? Now, like, I wasn't sure when you put this on your list, like, did you, you know, make some friends at work or was this a video game? Oh, man. A little sad, sad fact. So... Um, my house has been mouse-free for mm-hmm. quite a while. Uh, until fucking Good last job, really. last night. No, no, that's not how it works, Cody. Last night, she comes in, runs down the hall. I'm like, uh-uh, what's going on? Because if she doesn't, like, talk to me when she comes in, and if she runs straight to the bathroom, I know it's a problem. Um, she brought in a mouse, and I, of course, screamed. I was like, let it go! And I was like, I had this idea that I could catch it with the trash can. No, no. Mm. So there's a mouse in the house somewhere. And it'll be here. They, now, they do you li- think she's going to the bathroom to wash her hands before she eats? Because if so, um, that's some fucking etiquette right there. That's like, some good etiquette. Job, really. I, don't, I don't think that's what's happening. Um, you don't think that's what's happening? Also, she, I mean, she doesn't do a good job of actually killing mice in the house. They come in and they live here until they're done because she doesn't catch them again. So I've, I've got a mouse um, now. That was not the point of this story. That is a little okay, friend sorry, that yeah. now lives in the house. The much better story... About the little friends. Okay. Cody. There's this game on Switch called Little Friends Dogs and Cats. And apparently it's like the old Nintendogs game, which I never played. But basically, you get to have a little digital pet. And, you know, I thought it looked adorable. And, um... Oh, excuse me. I thought I might like to get this game. And just... Because, like, you know, I miss Gizmo. And... Like, I want a dog, but also I don't want a dog. Um, But I was like, I could have a digital dog, and, like, that'd be really cool. Uh, Then I was like, oh, it's out already? I didn't know it was out. I looked at it. It's $50, Cody. I'm like, no. (laughs) there's I'm not going to play this game enough for it to be worth $50 for me. Um, But on Destructoid.com, they have giveaways all the time. So... Mm. I found an article. They're like, we're having a giveaway for little friends. And all you had to do was make a comment on the post and you'd get entered in the drawing. So I was like, why not? So I made a Destructoid account and I left my little comment and I was like, oh, I don't know. And then I forgot about it. And then just on Tuesday, 
I was having a real bad day at work. That's when this like extra project got dropped on me. I was like, oh no. And I was like real stressed out. But then I checked my email and it was from Destructoid and they were like, hey, you won. You get a free copy of Little Friends. And I was so excited, Cody. I was like, oh my God, that's just what I needed to make my day better. Um, So as soon as I got home, I downloaded it and I turned it on and it starts out and it's got like three puppies, like just hanging around playing and like you can pick which one you want to be your little friend and Cody immediately I got super choked up and I was like oh my god because you know it's been almost two years without Gizmo and I'm still not entirely over it um so obviously I was like well I I can't have a chihuahua in this game because like that's um so I got a I don't know how to say it a Shiba Inu little dogs like there's little fluffy cute yeah oh adorable um i decided i shouldn't have a boy puppy because gizmo was my best boy and i don't want to uh so i got a little girl and she's brown and black and she's just adorable and and then yes the entire time you were talking about dogs aloy was just staring like lasers into your back and now she's like now that you kind of stop for a second she's like all right we're good she knows that even though I love her very much, I'm more of a dog person than a cat mm. person. And also she was like, I don't think she likes the amount of attention I give to this game. Um, oh. But, uh, so yeah, so um, I named her Vindaloo because like I didn't know what to name her because I just hadn't thought that I'd have to name a dog yet. So I went back to my list of names that I'd come up with for what Aloy might be. And that was one of the ones on there. So I was like, that's fun. I'm going to take that. So little Vindaloo, she's adorable. Like you can, okay, you can't use a pro controller. You have to use just motion controls or sometimes you can do touch screen, but it's annoying because you can't do touch screen on everything. Just like when you're petting your animal, mm-hmm. you can use it. Um, so you pet them, you can brush them. You can get a toy for them to play fetch with. Um, once they level up enough, you can get a frisbee and you take them out to catch the frisbee. Cody, I've never had a dog in real life that could catch a frisbee. So this is, it's pretty adorable. I've never seen a dog actually catch a frisbee in real life. I feel like it's a movie thing. (laughs) It's something that like mythical dogs do. Um, but yeah, so, and then you can feed and water her. There's like a thing where you have to clean out the animal's toilets, which I, you just push a button and it's like, okay, the toilet's clean. But, like, I don't ever understand when I'm supposed to do it because, like, there are these little meters at the bottom that show, like, their happiness level, their hunger, their water, and then I think what is the toilet one. But, like, it's never, I don't, I don't know, it's like sometimes it'll be, like, filled in a little bit and then sometimes it'll have a red X and I'm like, am I supposed to clean it then? And it's like, no, I don't know. So we've only cleaned the toilet once. I don't know. Um... I can take her out for walks and so she's just kind of constantly walking and I have to like control her with the leash which way she goes and there are little like tasks for when you're walking so you have to walk a certain amount she has to mark a certain number of times which means she just has to pee places and then uh there will be these spots where there's buried treasure and she just has to dig up buried treasure for you so like that's how you get more money and stuff to buy some of her different outfits because they get outfits that you can all kinds of outfits um there's also like a thing you can buy where it's got kind of like a little santa or an elf that will ride on her back i haven't unlocked that one yet um Mm -hmm. right now i've got her with just a little neckerchief so she's pretty cute 
Um, so yeah, you do that. Just you keep unlocking different things you can do with your pet as you level up. I was really excited because I was like, when you get your pet to level 15, you can go to the friend plaza. And I was like, oh man, I feel like she's going to get to go to the dog park, right? And go make friends. And so last night we got to level 15 and I'm like, all right, let's go. Um, that's not what the friend plaza is. It's apparently where you can go to adopt another pet. And she doesn't. Yeah. I, I would... I wanted a dog park for her, but maybe there's something later where she can go to a dog park. And I'm not sure if you get another pet, if they can, like, hang out and play together. So I might get her another dog to be friends with. But I might not, because I might just want to love her um, and not have to share my affection, except with Aloy. Mm. Um, but it's real cute. Fair. It's it's real cute. And Cody, I don't know if it's worth $50, but... It's a real cute, fun game, and I'm having a good time with it. And I'm super happy that I got it for free. So, yeah, well, yeah. you got it for free at least. That's pretty cool. I know uh, it's great. So that's that's little friends, dogs, and cats. Yeah. Not that you could get a cat instead of a dog. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I have a cat, so like, I don't feel the need to have a. You really should offer cat. like like a hamster. Like you get the hamster could ride on the dog's back, you know. That would be fantastic, Cody. That would be. I would love that. But, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, Sam, you've still a lot of talking. Thank mm-hmm. you. Um, but it, it just works out better for the show because now we're going to move into the Destiny Download. Sorry about that. If it um, had a theme song, I don't think that's how it would go. I don't think it would be. Well, my thought was I was going to be, uh, was I come in here and be like, it's the Destiny do 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 download i still don't think that's the theme song for it either we're gonna figure this out okay jim write a theme song all right so i've been playing a lot of destiny 2 like a lot of destiny 2 like i got back into it you took a full Um, day off work to play destiny 2 right i took a full day off work okay i think okay (laughs) we'll get to that (laughs) um so i guess like the first big thing is like you know so last time I talked about Destiny, I was like, oh, I've been playing the Hunter more. Um, I just need to change the pace from the Titan. The issue is when you like are a main of a certain character for so long and you haven't done other quest steps on other characters and you're lazy like I am. You're like, mm, I can't. I don't want to redo these missions so that I worked so hard like, for. I don't feel when it comes to video game grinding that you're what I would call lazy. I feel like you are the one who's like, yeah, let me just, let me start a new character. Let me just do all this again. Yeah. Let's just go through and do it. I think in other games, I'm fine with it, but like something about destiny, if I've done it on my Titan, I don't want to redo it on my warlock or my hunter. Like, it's just like, like how I was trying to figure Oh, the forges for the black armory. I have only on my hunter, the first one unlocked. And if with my warlock, but like I have them all unlocked on my Titan, and like I was like, I don't want to go grind and unlock these again because like those are some long quest steps, and like I just wanted to play. Is it because they're like, a pain in the ass and they're not as fun as you might think they would be? I'm gonna... the the forges have grown on me a <laughs> okay. lot, but I'll get into that. Um, <clears throat> so I went back to the Titan, but I started playing with the other subclasses because <laughs> they've improved a lot of them, like. Um, the striker titan, the bottom tree, um, you can keep your super going, like, forever, pretty much, because they reworked it to where now when you do a shoulder charge in the super, it's, like, 
really low cost to use it, but then when you use it and kill something with it, it refreshes and like gives you more super energy back. So like you can just keep running around shoulder striking like stuff and like in Gambit Prime and Gambit, like you can clear entire waves by yourself to just going in there and like shoulder charging everything. Um, and then I got the Ursa Furiosa exotic arms for the Sentinel Titan. And it makes it to where when you're holding up your shield and defending people and like people keep shooting you, you get super energy back based on how much damage you absorb. And like, so I've been playing that. And so I've just been kind of like trying different play styles versus just always being a Sunbreaker Titan. I always will love Sunbreaker. It's like one of my favorites. I love popping hammers and just throwing hammers left and right. It's just fun. Um, but yeah, I'm back on the Titan. Um, so as Seasons of Drifter was coming to a close, I was doing my best to try and like get all the powerful gear I can, like be get to 700 before the new season started. And by having to do that, I like had to start doing the forges again, and I also had to do what came in Seasons of Drifter uh, called the Reckoning. And I despise the Reckoning. I think the Reckoning is one of the worst game modes they've ever come up with because of the reliance on like three supers. And then they nerfed, like, the exotics that help those supers. And, like, I just don't... I don't ever want to play Reckoning. Like, I'm good. Like, I just don't... I remember, I think I played it once, and I didn't care for it either. Like, like well, Tier 1 Reckoning is fine. It's just, like, a fucking horde mode. But, like, Tier 2 and Tier 3 is just a nightmare. It is a nightmare. It is, like, I don't enjoy it. Like, there's this bridge that's forming, and then, like, you have to go stand in a circle on the bridge, but enemies keep coming at you... And you can get stomped off this bridge. Like, if you don't have a hunter using tether, like, you're, it's just, it's fucking awful. Like, I was doing my best with my Sentinel Titan holding up my shield, defending everybody, but, like, ugh. Like, I don't enjoy the Reckoning at all. I was really glad I may never have to go back to that, besides, like, doing one or two to get some weekly gear. But, like, yeah. It, but by realizing how much I don't like the reckoning i've really grown to love the forges because like the forges are so <laughs> easy now like you just blow through them like nobody's business and like yeah and um i actually just got the izanagi's burden it's that sniper rifle that looks like a sword um and that you can like okay I didn't i'm not familiar it. with it no. okay it looks like a sword you can like charge like you can take four bullets turn it into one super shot and like it does a bunch of damage um, and so I finally finished that up. That was pretty cool. Uh, but then the kind of coolest thing I did before the new season started was I did the zero hour mission, which this is how you get outbreak perfected, which was returned from destiny one. Um, this is a similar mission to the whisper. I, I really love the whisper mission. Like I, what's up? Quick question. Is the whisper mission the same thing as the whisper of the worm? mission or yeah is this yes, yes okay all right just checking because i never knew Sorry. that i heard people talking i'm like i don't know yeah the whisper okay. of the war mission um i was trying because i've done it twice now um because the first time we failed and the second time we got it uh i was trying to figure out like which one i like more and i do feel like i ended up liking whisper of the worm more because i don't know like I think it's just, like, the kind of ambiance of that place. Because, like, as you're going through it, Zol is talking to you. He's like, go drift. Like, this is your resting place. Stuff like that. Like, he's just talking to you throughout it. And it's really cool. Whereas in Zero Hour, it is cool to go back through the old tower. Um, but, like... And there's a nice mix of combat versus, like, platforming stuff. Um, is there less jumping in Zero Hour? 
Yeah, I'd I'd say so, but you need to but be more. There's still a lot. There's still a good chunk. Like I there's think. a good chunk of jumping. Um, but there's also just like there's a section. There's a, there's a thing right now with there's a robot named Trevor. Um, because <laughs> you go into this room and like the room is like sectioned off into like a rectangle, but then like there are four squares connected to the rectangles, and you gotta go down those squares and flip switches. And then you go back to the main rectangle in this, the like, exit at the end. So okay. you're gonna hit all four. Yeah. Whatever. But this Trevor robot will fly by like nine thousand miles per hour and kill you with one hit. Um, <laughs> and so like you'll be rounding a corner and like the, your screen will start to shake, your controller will shake, and then you see red coming at you and it's just Trevor just fucking hits you Mach ten. It's like oh fuck. Does he talk? Um, no, he doesn't. Um. But yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, and then like it is really cool because like the mission. This is spoilers, by the way, if you don't want to hear this stuff. Um, the mission kind of ends with like there is a fallen captain who has allied himself with the guardians, and he's now helped you get this outbreak perfected. And like it's kind of cool, cool that like hey, we're partnering with the uh, the fallen again I, because uh, we had done it with the spider yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, that's really cool. And then like I, that was kind of the last thing I really did before season of opulence started. Um, overall, I as someone who likes Gambit, I think Gambit Prime was a great addition. I don't enjoy the reckoning at all. I don't think it was a very fun thing. Um, the Trials of the Nine, even though I missed out on a lot of them, I still think it was very cool. I think the cutscenes we got from it are very cool, and like the implications are like the drifter has seen those pyramid ships coming in his dreams. And like, he knows that like, Hey, we're going to be the ones to like have to fight back against them. It's kind of cool. Um, but yeah. And then, so yeah. Um, so I did take off the Tuesday of season of opulence for a couple reasons. Coincidentally, One, it's fine. I get a day off for my birthday. My birthday was last week. So I was like, Oh, I'll take a day off. Because not only was Season of Opulence coming out, but so was Elsewhere. And I was like, well, either one of these I'm playing most of the day. Um, it so happened. It was Destiny 2. I also went and got my oil changed in my car because it's been a hot oh, yeah. minute. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I was... I was yeah, did you some stuff. Gym. It's fine. Um, and There's I really nothing wrong watch... with taking off a day from work to play video games. Yeah, I do nothing it wrong with, that. with frequency. <laughs> <laughs> um... So yeah, Season of Opulence dropped, and this is like, this is, I think, this is the first update that they're saying, like, uh, published by Bungie, developed by Bungie? Yeah. Okay. Um, since they're with Activision. It's since they're still with Activision. All their own. Uh, I know Vicarious Visions did help with this one a lot, so, like, we do want to give, like, props there. Um I think this season is off to a fucking great start. Like, oh my god. Um, so, they, like, kind of introduce you to this robot named Benedict. Um, and he is uh, kind of like... before, didn't we? Yeah, but, like, if you've never done the Leviathan raids, like, yeah. Okay. Um, and so, Benedict is, like, Callus is, like, controlling him and talking through him. It's kind of cool. And he's like, oh, like, I'm inviting you back to my ship. Like, come to the barge and, like... Stuff like that. What's up? Isn't Callus a bad guy? 
he's kind of a bad guy, kind of not. From what I've been reading, he's kind of starting to like go a little crazy. Um, we'll get into it. Uh, were we not fighting so, against him in the Leviathan raid? We were. Okay, sometimes you fight with people it. and then later you're friends. It's fine. Yeah. It happens. Uh, spoilers for the Leviathan raid. It's been like two years since that raid released. Um, so you think you're killing Kallus at the end. It's actually a robot version of Kallus. And so, like, Kallus is, uh, he's knowing what he's doing. Um, there's some cool tactic. lore with Kallus. Like, apparently after Gaul, like, took, like, kicked him out of the Red Legion, um, Kallus got on that ship and, like, they'd kind of sailed to the edge of the universe and, like, they saw something in the dark beyond and it's forever changed Kallus and that's kind of that. Hmm. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Benedict is like, oh, starts this like really long quest line, which is like also the power surge quest line. It's now not power surge bounties. It's one long quest line. What's up? You said really long. Like, how long is this? <sighs> like two-ish hours if you okay. play straight. But it's all like really simple. So it's like go to a planet, kill some Vex. Go to a planet, kill some Cabal. Okay. You know, like go do this. Like it's all really simple stuff. And you get 690 gear, which does get you up to the place you want to be. Uh, lets you get into the kind of pinnacle activity for this season called the Menagerie. Um, so like I said, there's a YouTube video up, keycardgames.com slash YouTube. Um, and like I have some thoughts on it, and you can actually see some gameplay of it. I think this is the best activity that Destiny has ever implemented. Um, it is pretty much raid light. Um Whereas in like it is taking you through all these different encounters, I think there's five encounters, uh, and then like the one of them is a boss, um, and each encounter is like mechanics from like an old raid or like something you would be expected to do in a raid, but simple like simplified down enough because you are matchmaking with random people in this if you want to, and like it's a ton of fun like just everything you're doing and like. There's no, it's not a darkness zone, so you're not like there's not a thirty second timer to respawn. Like you're back up in four seconds, so if you die, it's not that That's big of a deal. She said, "Back up in four Crazy. seconds." Okay, all right. Um, and so, yeah, like it's just a ton of fun, and it's rewarding because while you're doing that quest to get your power surge stuff done, you're given this thing called a chalice, and this chalice you can slot runes into it. And what you do is you put like certain like grouping of runes into it. You go to the menagerie at the end, based on the runes that you put into this chalice, when you open the chest, you're going to pull whatever gun or armor you want out of it based on the runes you put in. And so like people are already making spreadsheets of like, oh, if you mix these two together, you get this gun. And like, so like if you find a gun you really like, you and you figure out like, oh, I need like a red rune and a purple rune. And this gives me a sniper. You can farm for that sniper forever and get like the role you want on it and stuff like that. And like it's a really cool aspect that I'm liking about it because like Wait, where it takes how out do you that, get the runes? The runes are just drop randomly. Like sometimes you'll do a strike and they'll drop. Uh they do give you a couple okay. um for doing this quest. Um the there is a ship on Nessus called the Barge. Um and like after you do a quest, you can go up to it and you can open um chests and they could give you runes. So like and it's like it's like five thousand glimmer to do it. So like the kind of point is like farm up some glimmer, go open a chest every now and then, get a rune. Um and it takes out that like RNG aspect because like mm -hmm. say I find a hand cannon that I really love. 
But it took me 17 hours to get that hand cannon. Now, I can for sure always get the hand cannon I want as long as I have the runes. And you just get the runes from playing. So, like, it's always worth it. Um, How do you know what gun you want if you haven't already got it? That's also kind of the fun part. Is like, you're learning. You're, we're figuring this chalice thing out as a community. Like, there are so many spreadsheets out there. Because you, you really have to check those to know the recipe to get certain guns. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just trial and error. You put something in your Well, like, on the runes... Like, on the runes, it does say, like, this has a chance of dropping an SMG. Like, the first one they oh, give okay. you is a, called Rune of the Beast. It's a purple rune. And it's like, this is going to give you an SMG. So, no matter what, as long as you put a Rune of the Beast in, you would get an SMG. But then, like, there's you can have up to three runes. There's, like, another set for runes. And that determines the RPM, like, rounds per minute. And so, like, the newer, like, Menagerie SMG is, like, one of these runes based on the RPM. So if you can figure out the RPM for it, you can slot it in. As long as you got a Rune of the Beast and that, you get the new Menagerie SMG. Stuff like that. What's, um, what's the power level like on these guns that you make? I believe the first one you pull is always higher than the level you are. Because I pulled a 720 SMG the first time, and I was 710. So, so what about the second one that you pulled? The second one I got was 705, so not as bad. But still, yeah, still, I'm still with you. Like, no, it should always be kind of like at power level. But if you're farming the same item over and over again, like how you kind of want to do if you want a certain item, um, you can, like, keep farming it, get the rolls you want, and then infuse stuff. Um, so, yeah. I know. Trust me, I'm right there with you. I wish everything just dropped at my fucking power level. Uh, it would be so nice. Um, there's also like a lot of small things they did. Like the Ever Store is now like there's a lot of direct purchases and stuff. Um, it I, I I see a lot of complaints with it because like a lot of people are comparing it to like a free to play mobile game uh, store because like everything is like 200 silver. Well, what then, kind like, of stuff is in the store now? Um, the same usual stuff like armor, emotes, ships, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, the I think the big backlash is coming from the fact that instead of how every season there's an Engram that drops the new stuff, this season they have a best of year one Engram, and like it has like older emotes and older ships and older sparrows and stuff like that mm -hmm. in it. And so like. If you want to buy something directly with like your bright dust, you have to wait for it to rotate each week. And like, I think it's just like one of those like fear of missing out things. Like, oh, you forget to buy something, mm -hmm. maybe it won't come back around. Uh, but this is like it's supposed to last. Like, this is lasting us till August, like the end of August, because mm -hmm. the, as we'll talk about later, the new expansion comes out in September. Um, so I feel like people are just like a little like freaking out a bit about it. Like Bungie's got to make money somehow. Like, yeah, definitely. And like. These are cosmetics at the end of the day. You're not buying something to, like, make yourself stronger. Like, this is all cosmetics. If you want it, go farm for it. Because, like, they're now, like, you can farm uh, Bright Dust through these Eververse bounties, like, mm -hmm. ridiculously. Like, I think they refresh every day. And, like, you get a lot of Bright Dust from these bounties. Um, and then they launched the new raid the same day. Um, and that was another big reason I took off is because I wanted to watch the the raid race because i never like actually sat down and watched one of these raid races like i listened to a lot of the last wish one 
Um, but I wanted to sit down and watch this one. And like this new raid looks incredible. It's hive based. There's a lot of mechanics and like, I am planning on when we're recording this this weekend, trying to get into the raid and completing it because if you complete it before the next reset, which is a Tuesday after this podcast releases, you can go buy a snazzy jacket. I really want the snazzy jacket. It's a fucking badass looking jacket. I it's like a the jacket. I'm like, there's no way I'm ever going like to do this. But like almost like damn. a bomber jacket. And then you yeah. like open it and like it's the chalice like inside. imprinted on the inside. It, and it I was like, Ooh, really cool. that looks really fucking cool. I really want that. It's so awesome. It's um, probably, it's going to be like $100. FYI. Oh yeah, definitely. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> worth it. Worth yeah, it. Yeah, I um, feel like it would be though. <laughs> um. And, like, this is just the first week. Like, uh, next week we have an exotic rocket launcher quest starting and a new boss is coming to Menagerie. Um, I really think the Menagerie is something I hope they, like, can come back to and, like, improve on in, like, future uh, seasons and future updates. Because, like, I really think, like, I'm a kid. Because, like, realistically, like, matchmaking for a raid would never work because of how, like, intense those mechanics are. And like one person die, like a person dies, they're just gonna rage quit, and like that just ruins groups. And like, but this like it feels easy enough that I do think like this is something they can work with, and like this can keep people who can't do the raids busy because it is like almost like a raid, like you're almost there. Like, yeah, I'm gonna test this out and I'll report back. Okay, yeah, let me know. Yeah, I mean you've done a raid now. We made sure of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I did, but I don't necessarily have the patience for a lot of raid stuff. I think you'll be fine. Um, the later, like the later levels, right before the boss level, mm-hmm. um, do get a little more challenging because of your light. It goes up in light level each time, and so like mm-hmm. it starts at six ninety, and then at some point you're hitting like the seven thirties, and like if you're just too low, like you're not really dam- doing a lot of damage, but like. It's still fun. I don't know. I had I had a blast oh, even when I was dying. Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the quest to get up to six ninety, and then that's probably where I'll be. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like a lot of cool stuff coming. Uh, I think I'm most excited for this exotic hand cannon quest called the Lumina. Uh, that happens on July second. Um, there's apparently some very big. Uh, lore implications with the thorn and as everyone knows i love the thorn i love the dredgens and like i am i'm in to that so i'm excited for that but sam transitioning they did a destiny reveal today when we were recording this with the new expansion a lot of leaks happening this week (laughs) before this even happened well, the so, thing, the live stream was supposed to go live in like 10 or 15 minutes and like someone in Discord's like, hey, here's the trailer for Shadowkeep. And it's like, wait. About well, I think they, um, <laughs> put off for this later too, I think they played it at the Google Stadia uh, thing. Oh, maybe that's end. what happened. Yeah. I don't recall. I watched both um, and I don't even recall what all happened. So yeah. Uh, Bungie sat down and they decided to let us know the future of Destiny 2. Um, and so this September, September 17th, uh, they're releasing the new expansion called Shadow Keep, and we're returning to the moon. Eris Morn is returning to uh, let us know that the moon has uh, been taken over. There's some hive, there's some fallen, and there's these. But not taken. Um, not taken. It was taken over, but not by the taken. That's so yeah. weird. Uh, but uh, there are these nightmares there. Ooh. Um, 
And yeah, like, uh, so like they had this big live stream and they had a buy doc and like, I just, I told Sam. What's quick, quick question. What's Vidoc stand for? Vid- video documentary. Okay. Vidoc. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I told Sam, like, I was like, I was like, I may cry on this podcast because I was watching the Vidoc because I couldn't watch the live stream um, until later. And I was like watching the Vidoc and like just how happy they are to kind of now be like free from Activision and like get to do what they, what they want to do. Which is like they want to make this like an MMORPG shooter kind of game. Like they're bringing back like stats and like all these things, and like they seem all so fucking happy. I was like, I was like, I started to tear up about it. I was like, oh my god, oh my god, like I'm so happy for Bungie because like they seem like they they're doing what they want to do now. Like they want to make this game like for the hardcore players, but also for the casuals, as we'll talk about. Because like this game is becoming free to play. And some aspects. And, like, that's so cool because that's something we've talked about for a while. Is like, how cool would it be if, like, this Base Destiny 2... Because Base Destiny 2 is a good game. Like, it's a really good game. The story is, like, amazing. Well, and, hold like, on. Let me clarify because I was listening to it, too. And I believe that they said that, like, each season when they bring stuff, there's going to be stuff that's available to the free and there's going to yes. be paid premium. So people are going to keep getting new content even if they're yeah. just on the free base package. So but that's really cool. Yeah. Um... And so yeah, they kind of they they came out and they're like, oh, like we we're embracing the MMO and the RPG aspects of this game. Uh, we're gonna bring that to the new expansion. Um, and then they kind of like talked a little bit more about some stuff. And they started the Vidoc, and yeah, like a lot of cool stuff. Um, first off, finishing moves. Your your character like they showed like a hunter like pulled some knives out and was like doing like a spin attack. The Titan like does like a Superman punch. And then, like, the Warlock, like, seems to, like, conjure up, like, force energy and, like, like, that's, that's just nothing, I, something I never expected in Destiny. And, like, I'm so in. Like, it seems yeah. so cool. Um, they kind of tease some of, like, the exotic weapons coming. Like, there's a heavy bow. And when, like, the woman who was showing us, like, how she's working on it shot it, she shot it and, like, the arrow landed and it made enemies, like, fly upwards. And she's like, oh, maybe it's a little bit too big of an explosion. They had like a hand cannon with a scope on it that like acted like a sniper. Uh, what was the other exotic? Oh, it was a uh, trace rifle that like the more you like hit a certain spot, it would create a crit spot. I think for everybody. So like I guess maybe you could like use that as like a debuffing thing. That seems really cool. It's like it's a, it's a small little thing. Yeah. Um. So this is self-published by Bungie. Um. They have partnered with Google Stadia, um, which we'll talk about a little bit more when we talk about the Google Stadia Connect. Um, Cross-save is coming. So what this means is that if uh, if you want to play on PC and you play on PS4, you can now take your character to the PC freely. Um, and I actually just read like right before the podcast, this was like decided yesterday that like, Sony finally agreed to it yesterday. Wow. Like They had to go in there and be like, hey, we're announcing this tomorrow. Do you want to be a part of this or not? And Sony was like, yeah, sure, whatever. Um, so that's really that's, cool. That's yeah. awesome. It's about time Sony, you know, came to the ball game with people. Cause... So as long as you own Destiny on whatever platform you're playing on, as long as you have a Bungie.net account, you'll be able to carry your character, your guns, everything over to that. So that's really cool. Um, they also well, announced so wait, that this... Quick, I mean, but like, 
Like if you've got the paid stuff, like you'd have to pay for it on two systems if you wanted to use it on yes. two systems. Right? Okay. You would have to buy Shadowkeep on both Xbox yes. and PlayStation okay. just if you wanted to go back and forth. Yeah, okay. I'm really excited for that. Like I like that aspect of that. Like oh, like if I want to, if let's say we have community members on Xbox, we can go do that if we wanted to. I mean, um, to be fair, like I've got it on PS4, Xbox, and PC, so I'm like, sure, I would love to take my PS4 now. character everywhere. So, um, so Destiny Two is going free to play in September. The base game up to Forsaken um, is called like New Light. Oh, is that what it was? I was confused. I thought New Light was a completely different thing, or maybe I guess, it's, but it was saying like because New Light, you can come in completely brand mm-hmm. new and it just like gets you up to a level where you can do everything with everybody yeah. else you don't have to grind through yeah like you like you did before like you yeah, can go that's... back and play the original stuff but like you're already going to be at a level where you can jump in with your friends who've been playing for two years so yes. that was really cool yes so yeah that's it's free to play and that like you're kind of like just mm-hmm. given a power increase um and then alongside that, uh, they're moving from the Blizzard launcher to Steam, which is really cool. I did like Luke Smith's kind of like, they were like, uh, some might say we need an epic partner, like that they were going to maybe announce the <laughs> epic game store. And so they went, the Steam store. And I was like, oh, damn, Luke Smith, don't the shade. Um, and so with part of this announcement, uh, currently Forsaken in the annual pass is now $40. Um, so if you own Destiny 2 up in and oh curse of osiris and warmon are free so you're only paying 40 dollars um if you is that, own the is that base what game it's like was that what it always has been forsaken like it's not on no like forsaken, normal price I thought. forsaken was 40 and then yeah. annual pass is 40 so it's just a half is there a half reduction so yeah the annual pass for like the black armory and all that stuff yeah okay okay yeah um and shadow keep by itself is 35 dollars i That's think it's a bad. very fair price yeah it's yeah. a very fair price um sam any thoughts i feel like i'm forgetting something i'm trying to remember it's off my head no i think you've covered everything pretty well um i'm i'm not sure how i feel about shadow keep i mean the trailer looks awesome but again you know like i I don't know if this is gonna be more of like a story expansion part where it's gonna have like cutscenes and like that kind of stuff because that's what i think it is i hope i hope it has that because if it has that i'm back in definitely um and like i'm happy for you for the mmorpg aspect of it i don't know how i feel about that because like i don't feel that i've ever really gotten into one of those games because most of the ones that i've tried have not been first person shooter mmorpgs and i feel like that's a completely different animal so i don't know like maybe i do like that kind of game and i just don't know yet um but also like i don't i don't like grinding and i don't care about like fancy new guns and stuff like i have some some guns that i like i'm like yeah these are good i'm good so it's like you know so i don't know that i have it does the same appeal to me as as other people might um but you know i just and I don't know what my problem is, because, I mean, even the story missions, you go, you just mm-hmm. go in and you shoot some stuff, and then you go and you shoot some other stuff. It's like... I'm just shocked you're not about. more into this, because, like, they kind of, like, talked about, like, this is a more, like, horror-y kind of... Like, they're, like Forsaken like was that. this Wild West, like, cowboy story, and then... It was, but Forsaken was also kind of horror-y. True. So. And then this one is, like, they, they were, like, this is, like, dark and twisted and, like, horror-themed, and I was like... 
Ooh, I'm into this. this if it's cool. if it's like Forsaken was as an expansion wise, as a story wise, then like yeah, I'm all. I think it is. I think it definitely I'm, is. I think they've probably been working yeah. on this for a while. Okay. Um, I think, I think the way I think the annual pass. Let's talk about this now. I think the annual pass, this first round. I think by the end of it, they've kind of realized what they want the annual pass to be. I think they got off to a rocky start with Black Armory, um, but like I think they realized like and they can't keep doing like how they were doing more mine and Chris Osiris with like these like mm-hmm. small campaigns because people were complaining about them. They were like, yeah. this is just like, you're just trying to give us something, but like we'd rather you just go. So I do feel like Shadowkeep is going to be like a forsaken level like story. And then the annual pass after that, it will just keep adding stuff. So people who want to play destiny to year round, like an MMORPG, that's what they do. Um, but yeah. And then I think actually, Shadowkeep and the annual pass is just sixty dollars, so you're only paying extra twenty five for the annual pass this time. So it's actually a, a drop. Like they've dropped the price of both the expansion and the annual pass this time. So that's really cool. And then there is a physical collector's edition up on the Bungie.net store. Um, it's only up on the Bungie.net store. I've noticed, not on GameStop or anything. I think it's part of the whole well. self-publishing thing. They probably realize they can only do so much. Yeah. Um, I looked on the PS4 store earlier because I knew like the mic. There was a leak right before the stream went live of the Shadow uh, Keep listing on Microsoft. Um, there's like a couple bonuses you get from pre-ordering uh, from the PlayStation Store. I think you get a rocket launcher like right now in game, the uh, Two-Tailed Fox, and it comes okay. with a Hive ornament. So that's kind of cool. Um, I'm excited for this. I think uh, everything they showed looks really cool. I know for you, MMORPG is just something, yeah, but like for me, I was like, I yes. Know. Like, I know. I'm That's like what in. you want. That's like what you've yeah. been craving. Well, like, the, there's somebody like screen capped a shot and they zoomed in and like it was like uh, mobility, resistance, recovery, strength, intellect. I forget what the last one is. It's stuff from Destiny 1. Instead of recovery and all that, it was those three. And I was like, Fuck yes, let's go. Stats. I'm so excited. Um and so yeah. Because it, like it's still gonna have that shooting, like how great Destiny feels. Yeah. And like, yeah. Um Alright, real quick, before we do you have anything else to say about this? I'm just I'm I'm hoping that I love it and I come back to Destiny. Mm-hmm. Cause, you know, I'm 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 not I'm not a, a full time Destinier, but I love coming back and yeah. getting back into it for a while. So yeah. Well, before we transition into the stadium announcement, I did want to uh show I got the uh, Destiny Grimoire. Nice. Um, really nice. It's really fucking nice feeling. Like this like faux That's leather kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited to get into that. Um, so Bungie announced, or actually before this, it was announced Google Stadia partnered with Bungie. Mm-hmm. And so they talked about like, oh, we partnered with uh, Google Stadia. And so uh, today Stadia had their connect. Not to be confused with the Connect like the Xbox Connect. Um, and so, yeah, they went through their lineup of games. So some really cool stuff in here. Uh, they talked about the pricing model, um, like where you're going to get to play it, what you can play, like depending on your internet speed, stuff like that. Uh, they talked about a Founders Edition. Um, Sam, do you want to get into it? Or you, you're eyeing me like, yeah. So let me tell you, I was watching this Stadia, and like I feel... Like, I don't think they did a good job of clarifying what was what, and I don't know mm. if it was purposefully misleading or if it was just happened you, to be that way. 
Because, like, I, I watched it and I still didn't understand until we were having discussions afterwards. I was like, are you paying for the monthly service and getting, like, a games library, like a games pass? And because, like, I, I felt like they were kind of saying that in the thing and showing all these games. But I was like, I'm not sure what would be in the included in the subscription and what you would have to buy separately. Um, but then afterwards, I was being told, no, it's, it's not a games pass, like, subscription. It's just a service for quality streaming and maybe you'll get some free games kind of like a ps plus type games sometimes but right. all these premium games that they were showing off those are ones that you would still have to pay like you would normally pay to buy a game and so like i was just like i don't uh. and then the uh paul tamayo from kotaku was talking in his discord and he was saying that uh even though they talked about, you know, you'll be able to play Stadia on all these devices, at launch, you'll only actually be able to play it on Chromecast on your TV with the Stadia controller. So, like, you won't be able to play on your phones right away, and apparently you won't be able to play on browsers right away, is what he was saying. Mm. Um, which, I definitely didn't get that from, from the presentation. Um, I feel like it might just be their gatekeeping way to move some hardware. You only get to play it this way from the beginning to get you to buy those founder packs or whatever. Um, I don't know. It's, it's such, it's such a neat idea of what Stadia is. Um, like I'm not ready for it. They were talking about how uh, you have to have kind of like a minimum of 10, 10 megabytes of internet speed to, to do it well and so there's these speed tests so we were all like oh let's go do our speed tests right so, so I did mine and I got five megabytes which it was like no yeah you're too low you can't do it um I remembered oh I'm downloading Slay the Spire because Slay the Spire came wow. to switch today ha 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 uh it's a quick download though um so when that finished I was like let me try my streaming speed again I tested it again and it had gone down to three megabytes so I was like oh so then I was like, maybe it's just my computer, because my computer's crappy, maybe it's having a problem. Let me try it on my phone. Try it on my phone, it also was three megabytes. Our good friend Andy, over in Discord, uh, did you see his post he tested? Did you see what his speed was? I did not, what was it? Hold on, I was going to pull it up, because uh, it was it was a quite impressive speed. Yeah. It was um, like over 100 megabytes. Um Let's see. So uh, some of the games that kind of like announced was uh, Baldur's Gate 3 was announced, which I've never played those games, but that looked fucking cool. It looked fucking awesome, yeah. I was like, oh shit, I'm in. Although um, I have concerns. I'm like, if it plays like a Divinity Original Sin, then I'm probably not going to be as into it. But it had a real cool trailer. Yeah, it did. Um, they showed off the Division 2. A lot of Ubisoft games they showed off, like Ghost uh, Recon Breakpoint, Division yeah. 2. Um, the announcement was that like if you buy... Is it, if you buy the founder, yeah, if you buy the founders edition, which is one hundred thirty dollars, you get the entire Destiny Two experience, which is everything up to Shadowkeep and the annual pass for Shadowkeep. Um, so yeah, so from what I'm understanding is that if you pay ten dollars a month, you get Stadia Pro, which is just like guaranteed improved streaming on top of uh. The games you have to buy and stuff. This is also like the PS Plus subscription, I assume, where you get some free games every now and then. Um, they announced the Founders Edition, which is $130. Um, and this uh, guarantees you a controller, which the controller looks kind of like a more circular Xbox controller, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, 
a Chromecast Ultra, which uh, the only review I've seen of this is that like it's nicer than a Chromecast. <laughs> Makes sense. Okay. Um, the guarantee that you get your own, you get to pick your Stadia name, because I guess that's a really fucking important. Pick it early, I guess. Yeah. No. Um, you could get Cody before anybody else gets. Cody, yeah. So. Uh, the Destiny Two experience is what they also offered. Is, is there something else? I don't oh, the uh, you get three months of the pro, and then you get a buddy pass, which also yes. gives someone else you know three months of Stadia Pro. And then they were like, "But if you don't want any of that, you can just have Stadia Base, which is just like the Stadia like it's just if the Steam. You store just buy a game Stadia. as you yeah. as you want to, and you use it with Stadia, so you yeah. don't have to pay for anything else, just the game." I will say, yeah, this is not for me right now. Like the internet at this house is awful, like most of the time. Um, but like in a future where like I have my own place and I have a nice internet connection, hopefully, um, I do see the benefit of like, especially now with cross save, like, oh, um, the TV in the living room is where my PlayStation is, but the TV in my bedroom, like got the Chromecast. Let me log in. Let me play some destiny two from my bed in my uh, living or my uh, bedroom. I see the benefit there. This does seem kind of cool. The idea of like, being able to play wherever does seem kind of cool. I do think there are technical limitations with the streaming stuff um, that they do concern me. Um, there was the article posted that like, um, what is it? 36 hours of streaming 4k is like one terabyte or something like that. I, I saw one terabyte was 65 hours, but 65 still, hours. Okay. Still it's, um, it's going to go through your data. And if you have a data cap, you're in trouble. Yeah, like, I think that's a very big thing in Canada, so, like, I feel very bad for them. Um, but, yeah. This all seems nice. It is, this is, like, this is gonna promote change in the gaming yeah. atmosphere. Like, I also read an article where, like, the reason the Sony-Microsoft, or not Sony, yeah, Sony-Microsoft uh, partnership happened was in, because they were like, hey, we need to work together so Google Stadia does not fucking murder both of us. Yeah. So... It's going to promote change in the gaming space. And, like, I can recognize this is pretty cool. It's just not for me. Yeah, and, I mean, I, I feel that it is the future, but I feel like it, uh, the future is not yet. Like, mm. we're not quite ready for it. But, I yeah. mean, like like people talked about, you know, we, we loved our, our DVDs and our cassette tapes, and now everything is digital, you know? Like, I'm... I'm buying movies digitally because I'm like, yeah, that's fine. I don't need to have a, a physical copy of the movie. So, I mean, I can see it, it getting there eventually. But I don't know. I don't know why it's such a difference. Because, like, my my streaming movies is fine. My playing online mm. games is fine. But apparently my internet connection sucks. So, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, like, eventually, like, this is obviously, like, what they're having at launch maybe as they go on they get better like they can accommodate for like people with slower internet hopefully um that's kind of the dream i think we all well have. and ideally it's spurring internet providers to yeah. give better services and to grow and advance in technology to be able to yeah. keep up with the demand right. yeah that was the stadia connect uh, so we hey we actually did get some like pre-e3 stuff in because this nice. is really seeing like while wow, E3 is going on. Yeah. Um, I think really quickly we're going to hit on this Pokemon Direct and then call it a show because we are going a little bit long. Okay. Um, and maybe next week we can talk about uh, 
the Call of Duty stuff because apparently we have contrast. No, we're not. I, I promise you now, we're not going to talk about it next week. Oh shit! No, we're not because it's E3 so, next week. It's now or never. Crazy. Um, all right. So real quick, Pokemon Direct. Fucking hyped. Let's go. Sword and Shield Pokemon Direct. Um, a great trailer. Great song. Loved it. Um, so they got um, the Gala region is what this uh, new game is based in. Um, the kind of like gimmicky feature that they've just kind of become staples of is called Dynamax. It's just giant Godzilla-like Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, there is a new zone called, I think, the wild zone i i, I sure have no details for you I, Cody. I watched yeah, it but now i'm I, blanking I so hard right now it's just a zone where you can walk around and have free control of the uh, camera and like pokemon are also walking around so it kind of incorporates that whole idea of like you can see the pokemon you're gonna go try to capture um does that imply big, that for the rest of the game you're not gonna be able to see them just no because yeah they, they it's just in those zones um okay. so it's, yeah otherwise it's random encounters uh, they showed up a couple of new Pokemon. I think the new Pokemon's art looks great. Um, big thing for me, there is uh, raids in this game where you can group up with friends online or in local play and you fight like giant Dynamax Pokemon um, and only one of you can use Dynamax to make your Pokemon stronger. So you kind of got to coordinate. Seems really cool. It's another thing from like Pokemon Go that they're bringing into this uh, modern Pokemon gen. Um, and then last but not least, the new legendaries look really cool. They got the, uh, it's like a bear with a shield on his face and like a wolf with two swords. And was it two swords? I think it had a sword like, like hanging over here, but then it had a sword in its mouth. Yeah. I just noticed the one in its mouth. It's a big sword. It's a big ass fucking sword. Um, looks really cool. Um, I'm excited. It's fucking Pokemon. Like, let's go. Like, Jesus. I'm so, I'm so hyped for this, Sam. It's gonna be really I'm, I'm happy for you. Um, all right, I guess I went through that really quickly. So let's talk about po- so. Wait, you don't you know I don't get to talk about Pokemon. Oh, sorry. What did you guys say? Go for it. Um, I, it looked real cool because there's like there, somebody was fishing, and I was like, "There's fishing in Pokemon." Did you that see motherfucker cool. on a water bike though? Like he was like on a little water bike yeah, going so. through, and like water Pokemon aren't swimming up to him. I was like, "This is." Really cool. Yeah, um, I'm still not gonna get it, but it was cute. Yeah. Okay. Um. So Activision officially announced Call of Duty. Modern Warfare is coming. Um, they are so yeah, they are reusing the title of Modern Warfare. Uh, it seems like they are kind of this is like a best hits because they're bringing back a old favorite character, Captain Price. Um, I don't know how this works because he died. Um, <laughs> well, and he even, I mean, alternate realities things. Happen. Alternate realities, I guess. Yeah, uh, and this Call of Duty seems to have a. It's going to have a campaign, unlike the last one. Mm-hmm. There seems to be a heavy focus on the campaign. It's apparently going to be. I think the words they used is edgy, uh, and they're going to talk about like some posts, like current stuff happening in the world. Seems mm-hmm. pretty interesting. Um, I do like the Call of Duty campaigns. I did like the Modern Warfare campaigns a lot. I thought that was really well handled. So I am excited to see this. Um, it seems really cool. Like I am generally excited for a Call of Duty game. I probably will not get this at launch. I do. We'll probably pick this up around Christmas time just to have a campaign to play through. It'll uh, be on sale for things for Black Friday. Yeah. Um, so Sam, what are your thoughts on it? Because I'm trying to figure out what this... What my face was about? Yeah. Um, so I, I watched it and the trailer looked amazing. Like the graphic quality. I don't know if that's in-game footage or what, but it looked amazing. Um, 
I like I'm I just you know it seems like a little too real like stuff that's happening now and like reflecting that very closely in a video game seems like it might make me a little uncomfortable and not enjoy it as much um so that's like my biggest hesitation with Mm -hmm. that um but yeah so and it's like the trailer's talking about how like there's a real thin line between right and wrong and we're sent in to determine what that is and like we get our hands dirty so you don't have to and it's just like oh that sounds yeah so i guess one of the like kind of press things they showed was like there is a part of the game where you play as a child and like you end up having to kill a russian soldier who is trying to kill your family um and so like yeah i do agree with you that this does seem like um it's going to be a game that makes you uncomfortable and have to think about things but i i tend to stray on the side of the fact that if sometimes art is going to make you uncomfortable and you either Maybe, and that can either be good or bad. I hope it's more on the side of good here. Like, it's going to make us uncomfortable, but it's going to shine a light on things, like, that are going on over there. Like, I'm hoping they're doing, like, really good yeah. research and stuff. Um, and so, yeah. I I think it's going to be a Call of Duty game. Um, I don't, I think, I think they know their limits. After the debacle of Modern Warfare 2, where there was legitimately a scene where you just got into an elevator, all loaded up LMGs, and mowed down innocent people in an airport i think call of duty know their limits at this point okay um i don't know if you knew that was a thing that happened didn't know that was. was a thing okay yeah i haven't uh, played a lot a of call of duty so. very big controversy back in the day i think it almost got call of duty i think it got call of duty banned in a couple countries actually um okay yeah. so yeah call of duty i think they uh, know their limits well you hopefully know. uh so but then one positive that this game has going for it um i saw on twitter i'm gonna i don't know how to pronounce her name so i apologize but sarah shatchner shatchner maybe um she was the composer for anthem and i fucking mm-hmm. love that soundtrack so Ooh, she announced this she, yeah, exactly uh she is doing the soundtrack for this game so i think it's gonna sound amazing and that makes me more likely to pick it up probably when it's on sale like i might pick it up too also i mean i had fun with black ops 4 i didn't think i would so yeah. who knows um, also but yeah crossplay oh yeah fuck yeah yeah that's and, a it's a big thing for a major game it's, title it's, to have. it's done the right way where uh if you're on a controller you'll get queued with other controllers if you're on keyboard and mouse you'll get queued with other keyboard and mouse yeah. if you're in a party where one of you is controller and one has keyboard and mouse you'll get mixed in so yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Very exciting stuff. Um, so yeah, a lot of big news before E3, and then we suck at E3. So yeah. Um, so yeah. Any final thoughts, Sam? Yeah, I was just going to say, um, you thought this was going to be like too light of an episode, and so you'd ask for some questions, and so we got some nice questions, but we're going to save those until we actually have a light episode, because turns yeah. out we had a lot to talk about tonight. But thank you for yeah. your questions. Yes, thank you for your questions. Um so yeah, next week we're going to be covering everything that happened at E3. We're really excited for it. A lot of cool stuff sure has been going down. Um, you can let us know your thoughts about everything that went down at E3 by reaching out to us at contact at geekardgames.com. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at geekardgames. You can find our YouTube videos, which I have a new one that just went up the other day, at uh, geekardgames.com slash YouTube. You can find our merch at geekardgames.com slash shirts, where we have a new Geekart Pride shirt. We definitely appreciate if you... Uh, buy one of those and show your pride um 
You can find our Twitch streams at twitch.tv slash geekcardgames. I was just going to say, so um, when you wanted that red shirt and I had to go through and redo the shirts and then since I've been adding them, um, when I first started that store, like, I don't think it let me change prices. It was just like, it was what it was, but now it lets me change prices. So they're pretty cheap. Okay. There's like, it's like $16 for a shirt. So and oh, shipping is under $20, I think. Most of them. Some of them are more. And I'm sorry if you're in Europe. I think some of them are more. Uh, but yeah, it let me lower the price a lot. So you can get a good deal Sweet. on these shirts now. All right. Um, you can find our Twitch streams at twitch.tv slash geekcardgames. You can join our Discord at geekcardgames.com slash Discord. I think that's everything. If you want to give us one of those five-star reviews, we would appreciate that. We love it. And uh, a like and a subscribe on YouTube. It makes our day. Hey. You can find me on Twitter at Cody. Sam, where they can they find you? I'm on Twitter at SKSUVAK. As always, guys and gals, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it. And we'll see you next week for E3. Sam, take it away. We're just two geeks who heart games. Do 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 do. Yawn. Nice. Thank you.